Blog Talk Radio. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Samuel Adams, First Chief Justice John Jay. Names synonymous with the spirit of our country. Founding fathers of the USA. Over 200 years ago, they shook off the chains of tyranny from Great Britain by divine call. Citing 27 biblical violations, they wrote the Declaration of Independence with liberty and justice for all. But something happened since Jefferson called the Bible the cornerstone for American liberty, then put it in our schools as a light. Or since give me liberty or give me death, Patrick Henry said, our country was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. We eliminated God from the equation of American life, thus eliminating the reason this nation first began. From beyond the grave, I hear the voices of our founding fathers plead. You need God in America again. Of the 55 men who formed the Constitution, 52 were active members of their church. Founding fathers like Noah Webster, who wrote the first dictionary, could literally quote the Bible chapter and verse. James Madison said, We've staked our future and our ability to follow the Ten Commandments with all our heart. These men believed you couldn't even call yourself an American if you subvert the Word of God. In his farewell address, Washington said, You can't have national morality apart from religious principle, and it's true. Because right now we have nearly 150,000 kids carrying guns to these war zones we call public schools. In the 40s and 50s, student problems were chewing gum and talking. In the 90s, rape and murder are the trend. The only way this nation can even hope to last this decade is put God in America again. The only hope for America is Jesus. The only hope for our country is Him. If we repent of our said the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. So when you eliminate the word of God from the classroom and politics, you eliminate the nation that word protects. America is now number one in teen pregnancy and violent crime, number one in illiteracy, drug use, and divorce. Every day a new holocaust of 5,000 unborn die, while pornography floods our streets like open sewers. America's dead and dying hand is on the threshold of the church, while the spirit of Sodom and Gomorrah vexes us all. When it gets to the point where people would rather come out of the closet than clean it, it's the sign that judgment of God is going to fall. If there's ever been a time to rise up church, it's now. And as the blood-bought saints of the living God proclaim, that it's time to sound the alarm from the church house to the White House and say, we want God in America again. and proclaim that one nation under God is our demand and send this evil lifestyle back to Satan where it came from and let the word of God revive our dying land for Jesus Christ is coming back again in all his glory and every eye shall see him on that day that's why a new anointing of God's power is coming on us to boldly tell the world you must be 
because astrology won't save you. Your horoscope won't save you. The Bible says these things are all a farce. If you're born again, you don't need to look to the stars for your answers, because you can look to the very one who made those stars. History tells us time and time again, to live like there's no God makes you a fool. If you want to see kids live right, stop handing out condoms, and start handing out the word of God in school. Gibson podcasting here, understanding the times, restoring our republic, and uh, we're going to be talking some about some militia here tonight. So uh, we're going to just open up here with this here a little bit, and I got a couple people here that I want us to talk. So hopefully, yeah, one of the uh, gentlen there that I wanted to come on last week, he was unable to make it, but hopefully uh, somebody that I've connected with, uh, uh, we want to talk about you know, restoring, you know, the oath to it. So an oath keepers type of situation again, where we can build a righteous army. And of course, hopefully Mike will join us too from down in Florida. I don't know if he's going to be on tonight. Uh, I just sent him a message uh, for the national militia. Hopefully, because we, we want, because we have to build a righteous army. We have to, we've got to build a righteous army to take back our country. We are in trouble. It, it's so freaking plain viewing our – I mean, I just don't know what to say sometimes when I open up and talk about this type of stuff. But let's do this, and then, of course, we'll see how the show goes from there. Again, the militias are on the rise, vowing to fight Oregon Democrats at any cost because the governor has called the police to arms. Now, before we go any deeper into that story, big news also today, Project Veritas confirming our worst nightmares about conservative censorship on YouTube. So I want you to double-check that you are still subscribed and you're receiving notifications for our channel. If you're new here, I strongly encourage you to subscribe and turn on those notifications to be a part of our real news and opinion conservative community. Most importantly, you should be aware, yes, YouTube has removed our ability to reach new viewers by taking us out of the suggested videos feed. The revelation today is that it happened at a secret meeting, literally at a Masonic temple in May. And now we have seen the repercussions of their decisions. So help us reach new people by telling a friend about Next News by sharing our reports, because no longer is YouTube sharing us to the larger community. So Jim Setney from Prep for that, he reports that, yes, there's no doubt that political climate is seething with animosity on both sides of the aisle. For many, the, cons- the concept of a civil war in the United States feels mostly that of conspiracy theory. However, glimmers of potential first shots are now becoming more and more frequent, as was the case in Oregon. At the end of last week, the Oregon governor, Kate Brown, called the police to arms over Republican lawmakers refusing to show up at a climate change legislation session. Climate change. Calling the police about climate change. Calling the police out to reel in legislators to show up for a climate change legislation session. This is, this is where we are, folks, as a nation. This is where they are. They are out to call the police if you do not agree with their agenda. This is, this is total authoritarian control over a hoax, climate change. They say that some of the, the legislators actually fled into Idaho. Others refused to attend. Governor Brown said that the Constitution allows the state to compel absent lawmakers And by compel, Brown seems to mean that dispatching police to arrest the legislatures is, well, that's okay. Because that's exactly what happened. They continue here that the situation immediately intensified when Republican Brian Boquist, a Republican, told the police, well, he said, to come heavily armed. 
Yeah. He said, come heavily armed and send your bachelors. Let's take a look at Eclipse. Man, before we get to that, send your bachelors. Think about that. Think about that. This, let's just say, come heavily, send heavily armed police and make sure you send your bachelors. That's, that is a serious, serious threat that's coming from a, from a legislator to the governor. Getting bad. Let's watch now a clip. This is MSNBC covering this uh, very story. Let's take a look. Here's something worth watching on the West Coast over the weekend. This is the Oregon State Legislature in Salem, Oregon. Democrats have majority control there. The governor, Kate Brown, is a Democrat. Both the House and the Senate have big Democratic majorities. One of the Democrats' priorities for this session is to pass a cap-and-trade bill. It's a climate bill, which Republicans adamantly oppose. However, there aren't enough Republicans in the Oregon House or Senate to defeat a bill like that, and so the Democrats were poised to pass it. But Republicans figured out the one thing they could do. They could leave. In order to have a quorum to make any decision or take any action at all, the Senate in the Oregon needs 20 senators to be present. 18 senators are Democrats. They need two Republicans to show up as well to be allowed to take any action on any vote. On Wednesday night, that is genius. Absolutely genius. With no quorum, they can't hold a vote. And therefore, their climate hoax bill cannot even be brought to the floor. <laughs> well played. Well played. Let's see what happens. There's another minute and 30 seconds left. The Republicans all left, and they haven't been seen since. The Senate president formally requested that the governor dispatch Oregon state troopers to go find them. So now Oregon state troopers are searching the state to find the Republicans who have fled into hiding. So Oregon cannot pass a climate bill. And this is what is happening politically in Oregon right now. It took a dark turn because after law enforcement got involved, this Republican state senator threatened multiple times overtly, including on tape, that if Oregon state troopers find him and approach him, he will shoot and kill those troopers. This is what I told the superintendent. Send bachelors and come heavily armed. I'm not going to be a political prisoner in the state of Oregon. It's just that simple. The rhetoric caught the interest of armed militia groups in Oregon and nearby Idaho, one of whom told the Daily Beast they were mobilized to protect the runaway Republicans and that there was, quote, potential for violence and that they would defend the senators, quote, at any cost. And now tonight, we're getting word from a reporter for a local NBC station in Oregon that tomorrow's Senate session has been canceled because of reports of a planned rally that may include militia members. I don't know how this resolves in Oregon, but Godspeed and good luck to the state police who are trying to do their jobs in the face of this. Wow. Wow. No, I say good luck to the militias. So anyway, uh, but this is just, you know, this is just stories. This happened, obviously, uh, this hasn't been just recently. So this was uh, in the, a little bit in the past year. So, but these, these types of events are, are not being reported on more and more across the country. And that's why I just wanted to play that one. That's the one I could dig up. I could dig up many more, but I don't want to play any more. But th this is what we're facing. Is it's not being reported. For instance, let me give you one story here real quick, and then I'll open the phone lines for uh, people, my people here to uh, talk. Um, this is how the news media is portraying it and playing it, okay? Um, and we've got the ears to the ground. I'm sure you heard of the 84-year-old man that has been arrested because he shot a black, a black kid that came to his front door. And, of course, he's racist. You know, he must be a racist. And that's the card they're going to play, and they're arresting him. And he'll probably spend the rest of his life in prison. That's all over the news media, okay, the, the corporate news media. That's front-page news, New York Times, everything, all right? However, the same day, down in Alabama, a 19-year-old white woman, girl pulled into a driveway 
with black boys, black men, who were, I guess, having a barbecue or whatnot, or whatever they were doing, slinging their crack, whatever they do down there, I don't know. Uh, uh, obviously, they were carrying guns, too, so, um, and they attacked the white girl and shot and killed her. And no charges were brought, and it didn't even really make the news. Isolated story. One of my, I don't know why I heard about it is because somebody sent it to me from down there, and that's why I'm talking about it, so they're probably maybe even listening here tonight. So, but that is what happened down there. Now, that's how, now listen to those two stories, how I play them. That's the narrative that they're portraying and playing. That's untruthful, dishonest, and it's a narrative, and, a, and they're doing it on purpose. The, the, the deep state, the corporate-controlled news media, controlled by we know who. We don't have to get into a pissing contest here tonight. Who controls the media? Who controls the banks? We know. The Rothschilds. Okay? The, the evil usurpers that have infiltrated. Okay? That Andrew Jackson fought off. That they were able to come back in with Woodrow Wilson and, and, and come back in since then and destroy the fabric, moral fabric of our country and destroy our currency and destroy our policy, corrupt our politicians, infiltrate our schools with their Marxist communist manifesto and really destroyed the family. And really we're hanging on by a thread right now. But that's what they do. That's just how they're doing it. So what you see, you cannot really believe out there. You're only going to get the truth here on alternative media when, you, when we invite uncensored, unscreened people to come on here and talk and talk and try to unite and bring together a righteous army that we could say, well, I can call for somebody down in Florida. Hey, uh, hey, guys, uh, I got 12, 13 people down there in this town. Hey, there's uh, so-and-so's in trouble down there. You know, uh, you guys going to get together? Yeah, okay, well, we can send some people down from uh, Georgia and maybe Mississippi so they don't have to come all the way from Idaho and Oregon or Michigan. Or Texas, you know, or I got a friend up there in uh, Connecticut that's in trouble. Oh, yeah, you got some, you know, we got 10, 15, 100 people up there together. And you start, and we start like that, 10, 15, 100 in each state. And then now you, now you, have, you have all 50 states and you've got a national militia, a righteous army that knows the law, that's informed, and that doesn't engage the government. We're not, you know, nobody's going to engage. We're not condoning any type of violence. We're not, we don't want that. But we want lawful change. Lawful, peaceful change. Can we make that happen? Can we do that? We have the information all right at our fingertips, and we have the able to connect instantly through the technology that they have given us and allowed us to use for so long now because they're censoring it and shadow banning it and taking it away from us. So we're losing our capability to connect folks. So now's the time. Now's the time. There is no tomorrow. Let me take my first caller here that I invited, and then I got two, three, four on there. Uh, go ahead, uh, five, four, eight, oh, go ahead, brother. I Hopefully uh, you can hear me and I can hear you. You're what on you mute, 480. Of, Go ahead, brother. What do you think of that Reverend Kent saying he blessed the kid? Well, 
I, I really don't think about it because I try not to think about it because too much information is pounded upon me. But what do you think? Well, like the intro I brought here tonight, or, or, or what, 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 what do you think of the status in the re, of our republic across this country or wherever? I don't know where you're from or what state you're in. You don't have to tell me if you don't want to. But I don't. What, what's this? What do you think is our outlook? Can we build a righteous army? You said four eight zero. You don't know where that is? No. I didn't hear you. What did you say? Where was it? I didn't say. You said 480. Everyone knows that. Oh, okay. Go ahead. 480. Go ahead. No, I don't know. I don't know where area is at 480. I don't know where that area is. I don't know. I guess so. I got so many area codes on my screen right now. I don't know where it is. So <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. If you're in the southwest, northwest, I don't know. I just don't want to give out your whole number. You know what I mean? I don't care. Southwest Arizona. Southwest, okay, no, wait, all right, oh, Arizona. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay, now it's now it's now it's clicking in my head now. Arizona, okay, all right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Ninety-eight percent white people. That's uh, so what do you think of this guy on your platform? Who's a a a, a child molester? Who who who's on my platform? I, I don't know. Father I got so many people, brother. I mean, I don't know. Who's on my platform that's a child molester? Kent Hopper. Kent Hopper. Where's he at? He's in Canada now. Okay. Is he, um, well, he's not on my platform. He might he might log in to the chat room or, or maybe call, but he's not on my platform. He's not a part of my... He runs, he runs the show on Block Talk. Oh, okay. Well, I got no control over that, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I hate child molesters. Yeah, I don't like them. But what can I do? You know, what can I do? I mean, uh, you know, if they uh, they should once they're caught, they should go to jail for the rest of their lives. You know, but that's the you system we live in. Are you are you calling into Tony's show later on tonight? I I doubt it. I doubt it. Why not? Uh, probably probably gonna have some other issues to to uh, handle and uh, take care of. Like what? Uh, probably, I, I don't know, that would be between me, myself, and I. So, I don't know. I, I'm pretty busy tonight. i got some paperwork to do and stuff like that. Why? What's on your What's on your mind? What's on your mind? Uh, certainly, I'm not on That's your mind. That's on my mind. What's on your mind? That's on my mind. Okay. If that's, if, so, you're worried about what I'm going to be doing later on? Is that what you're, is that what, yep. that's what, well, there you go. There you have it. Why would you be worried about what I'm doing? Why are you worried about the republic? Because it's the country. It's my country. That's why. You know, family, God, country, you know? You ever heard of that type of thing? Yeah. So so you're going to change it? You're going to fix it? Uh, by myself? No. But w- maybe if I get some help, can you help? You, you, think, you think it's screwed up? Yeah, I do. Okay. I think, the peop- I think a lot outside? of the people... Have you been that? outside the republic? Have I been outside of the republic? By what? What do you mean outside of the republic? I don't understand. Outside of America. Outside the country. Oh yeah, I have. Where is it not fucked up? I don't care about the rest of the world. I care about my America. I'm asking you a question. Where is it not fucked up? I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I really don't care about the rest of the world. I, you know, if it is messed up around the rest of the world, I say so be it. Let it be messed up because right now I'm worried about America, my republic. Perfection can never be obtained. Perfection? 
correct? Okay. Well, I, you know, I don't think it's. I, well, I think only God could probably create a perfect government or a perfect place for us to live, and that would be heaven. But we could still, right now, the way things are, and the way this country is, and the way we act as a people, it's disgusting. It's sick, and the policies that our government is putting out and spewing out is absolutely uncalled for. And the will of the people is not really the will of the republic is not being heard. So where is it better? We're going to make America better, I hope. Where I, I'm not going to, is it yeah, I'm not going to be able to run anywhere or hide anywhere. Should I go move to another where, country because it's better? Where in the world is it better? I don't know. I already saw I said that question. Where do you think you it's better? You don't have an answer. No, I don't. I don't have an answer for you, no. Okay. Well, How about you? Can you tell me where you think it's better? Uh, maybe you'd like Singapore. Singapore? Why do I want to move to another country, though? Why do I want to run away? Don't you think that's the coward's way of doing it? I've I've been around the world. There ain't no better. All right, you've been around the world, and you don't think it's any better any place around the world. So you got to start someplace, so why not start in the country you were born in? I take you were born in America, so why not start here in America? You going to fix it, one man, on a a blog talk radio show? I already told you, one man's not going to be able to. So let me sit back and do nothing. How about that? Pretty much. Would that be, would that be better? It, it's a pretty much a, a self-winding clock. <laughs> self-winding clock. Well, I mean, if that's if that's the type of attitude or or, or projected future that you have, I mean, and and that's and you just want to sit back and say, there's nothing we can do. We can't fix it, and and then antagonize others that want to fix it or question them and say they shouldn't or they should just move someplace else, then that's really the problem how we got into this position and situation. Don't you agree? No. You don't agree? Well, how did we get into the problem, one of the problems that we have, like, for instance, these drag queen problems that are going around the schools are trying to teach our kids to bestiality and perversion and be a queer and a homosexual. And do uh, you think that's good? You, you make enough money, you put your kid in a private school or parochial school, and you don't see that shit. <laughs> so 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 but but again should that be allowed though in a public arena a public school should that be allowed no of course not i mean i know i know you can't you're going to support that come on it is what it is it is what it is so so that's the attitude that you have basically is that you want to take it towards that type of attitude where it is what it is there's nothing we can do about it as long as I'm okay in my little home here then I don't got to worry about nobody else right you're just a bitter old codger you think you can change time you can't well can't change I could change the future time Everybody, if that was the case, then there would have never been a George Washington, there never would have been Jefferson, there never would have been anyone, a Kennedy. You don't want gun violence. Go go around shooting black people if you want. Maybe. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Why would you? Why would you say something like that? Why would you want me to go around shooting black people or even suggest crimes? And they are they are pretty heavy on the crimes, right? But that doesn't mean give you a right to go around shooting innocent people. You want to change things? (laughs) It's not. It wouldn't change nothing. It wouldn't change nothing, and I, and I wouldn't con- advise anybody to go shoot an- anybody either, and that's not what was I would ever advise anybody to do. Did Germany have a Jew problem after World War II? I didn't hear you. What? Did Germany have a Jew problem after World War II? 
Sure. What was the problem? <laughs> I don't want to get into a World War II lesson with you. We did that last night, actually, where I played some, some uh, clips from the World War II. Uh, the same problems that we're having today. But uh, like, let me connect to one of my other uh, callers here. He probably want to get a PC on this one. So well, let's connect 234. I think Tave is Tave. Go ahead, Tave. You got a friend in Ohio, buddy, and your clock is, your cell phone clock, that cat is up. It's over. <laughs> There's nobody in this world that's going to get by doing anything good to benefit anybody that lives like that. Jesus. <laughs> Are you kidding me? My phone hole's hearing that shit. What do you think? What do you think? Well, he's still on the line here, my 40480, and he says he's from Arizona, so he says we should just sit back and do nothing, I guess, you know? All right. Well, come, come, you know, leave, leave Arizona to come up here and stop in Akron, Ohio one time and see what's going on up here. You, you might get yourself a little uh, taste of reality. 98%. <laughs> like, you know what? It comes down to this. If you don't have any morals or dignity or don't have the drive to be better than the, tomorrow than you are today, you shouldn't even be breathing our air. You don't like America? Get the hell out. That's you don't like true. the cops? You don't like the cops? Hey, tough shit. You break the That's law, right. you go to jail. It's called accountability. Right. It's called having morals and dignity and having a, a, guy, a reason to live. Not winding the clock. You don't run like down. Akron, Ohio, leave. What's that? You don't like Akron, Ohio, just leave. Well, it's not that easy. You know, when you set up things here and you have a home or you have family or there's something going on, maybe somebody's sick in the family, you just can't leave like that. I shouldn't have to leave. Yeah, That's you the can't. problem. Well, you shouldn't have, have to, but you will. But well, he's right. Agree. He shouldn't have, have to leave. It's like you shouldn't have to go to Singapore to be happy. If you're an American, you should be able to stay in America. That's right. That's right. If, if you're Ukrainian, whatever. If you're Ukrainian, you're a big bum. I mean, what kind of American would say that? I mean, what kind of American American or patriotic person? I mean, this is what the attitude is, Dave, across the country, is that people just don't care about America. That's exactly why we're at the point we are now, because people like that have the mentality that they're they're going to sit on their ass and watch their winding clock wind down, and they're not even going to get up to start it to to, to keep more time because their time's run out. Some people's clocks should have stopped winding a long time ago, apparently. Yeah, Joseph Gibson's fixing everything. No, it's not. You know, it's got to take one person to start a movement. It's got to start. It's a, if nobody does nothing, nothing gets done. Does that make any sense? And what are you doing? You're sitting there complaining on the phone. No, no. You see, that's where you're wrong. There's a lot of people doing a lot of things that just doesn't get brought to the forefront and seen by the mainstream what media. What are you doing? Bullshit. Bullshit. Art. What are you, what, you doing? Know? What are you doing? He's on this show. He's on this show right now, and he's and he's been on this show, and, and he's a supporter of stuff like this. And I'm sure he is out there talking to people and and, and talking he's to his next door neighbors and trying he's to blowing wings like you. No, no. How can I be blowing wings? We can put well, we can put our names in the chat room, and I'll pay for your flight to Akron, Ohio. We'll show you how we get down like that. Send <laughs> me your credit card and number. Your flight and your dental bill. Have a nice day, dickhead. <laughs> hey, listen, we're not here to attack or scrutinize people. That's what it's about. You no, see, this is what – no, no, Tave, I'm not saying you. What I'm saying is, is this, this is what the attitude is of, the, of, the, of, the, of our society today, is they want to attack and, and cut down everything positive. But when it comes to something negative, they, 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 uh, they you know, pull it in and they 
are. They just want to expound upon it, like this drag queen stuff, like this, like we equal rights, you know? What am I supposed to do? You know, somebody like that, you're supposed to not say nothing to them or stand up for yourself because then you then you fall into this, here we go with the anti-Semitic uh, racist bullshit yep, line. Yep, yep, just somebody yep. like that right here, where you, if you come across me like that, I got news for you, boss. Bad day, bad deal for you. I ain't, I'm not like that. I wasn't racist. Yeah, oh, I know. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. But don't feed into it, though. Be careful of feeding into it, you know. Good, but he talked to me again. I, I like, yeah, he's probably running down the road now to get to, get on the airplane and get whistling because there ain't nothing between his ears. I'm buying you a bus ticket. He's buying you a bus ticket. He says, all right, well, listen, this isn't what the show is about, challenging fights and everything, you know. So but let me take this private caller. We're going to see what, she, what does. He's been had his hands up for a while, so private caller. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, go ahead. Hi. That's people. Yeah. Cool. My name. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought up equal rights a minute ago. Uh, this whole thing is nonsense. And uh, my, anyways, my name is Doug Fiorova. I'm a, uh, I specialize in family law, but I'm also a conservative political activist. And I'm currently working on – one of the things I'm working on is a, more of a men's rights uh, movement to counter the feminism and the Me Too, Me Too movement and stuff like that. And um, so we have – there's a lot of things we've got to pay attention to out there. One of the things we have to pay attention to is that uh, Joe Gibson's a liar, a snitch, a bitch, a con, a white trash, retard, Agreed. a horrible parent. He's good, good, good one there, good one there. There we snitch. go. There, keep going. An uneducated, you waited all that time. Sexual, <laughs> porn addict, pedophile, bestiality, pervert, faggot. All pervert. right, all right. You're off. You're off. You're off. Okay. All right. Unbelievable, Dave. What do you think? You know what the worst thing is, though? What's going on up here in Akron, Ohio with the Jalen Walker shooting? You know, last night I sat and watched about three hours of protesting going on before I actually got to get down into that place. I watched someone with they have this jerk group called Freedom Block, okay? They yep. have a leader that's about as tall as the podium. He had to stand on a milk crate to talk, but he's going to talk out loud to Channel 5 News, which is a national broadcast. I believe they run through NBC – no, not NBC, ABC. And willingly call out all the gang members in Akron to stand up and fight the law, everybody that backs the law, and everybody – that thinks that Jalen Walker wasn't shot or it wasn't murdered. Take, just bring on the fight, and they're going to train him with guns. Now, this guy's saying this on national television. Wow. And it's, it's unbelievable. What's, what's, what? Yeah, well, let me to Dave. Did you see what's going on in Chicago right now? Just a tad bit of it. I mean, it's it's insane that there. Chicago is literally. I mean, the media is only reporting a, a fraction of it. A fraction of it. And, it's almost and, like that. And, and, yeah, but they're attacking white people like crazy. I mean, yeah. it's just. I mean, it's, it's and but that's oh, not yeah. talked about. It's not talked about at all. We're not going to hear. We know we're not going to hear any type of thing like that. That wants to. They want the white Christian. Or just a white person. They don't want the Aryan, whatever you want to call us, Caucasians, Nordic, whatever. If you're white yeah. skin, they don't want you around anymore because they've they've gotten brainwashed to think that that between reparations, they're, they're owed money for things that are like in states like California that weren't even that never adopted slavery to begin with. They should get paid a bit because of that. It's such a it's such a a brainwashing mechanism. And like you said earlier, 
Indoctrination so, in our school is where it started at. Quit crying and kill black people if that's how you feel. What's that? Well, we see he's not going to go out and break the law, sir. He's not going to go out and break the law. And, and, and hurting people is not the way to do it or change things. We're not to that point in society where we're in a revolution or a, or a civil war, okay? And we don't want a war because war is hell. They're hurting you. You're claiming they're hurting you, so hurt them back. They're not a bitch about it like you're doing now. They hurt me. No, never heard of claiming they hurt me. They hurt me. Children. Everybody's children. You have any kids? Yep. Okay. Well, if they went to a public school in this country in the last 20 years, they've had indoctrination. Now, if you have no kids, not true. Not true. Yep. Okay, well, let's white. You don't know what you're talking about. What about the transgender book story book uh, story time at school with uh, five and six year olds? Not in our school. You oh. need to move, boy. Well, first off, let's let's address one thing here. You don't call me boy. I appreciate my name is Cave Stanley. I'm from Akron, Ohio. Okay, boy. Okay. Well, why would you uh, do that now? Why are you going to disrespect another caller now? I mean, you know, I don't want to have to get hang up on you. You know, yeah, I'm okay. Sorry. We asked you politely. Okay. There's, there's a Girl. reason why somebody will push them to the front of the Girlfriend. line. Bitch. All right, all right, all right. You're, all right. You're off. You're off. I'm not gonna allow you. I'm not gonna allow you to disrespect. Uh, you disrespect them. You know that's that's not. Hey, I just hung up on him. That's, that's it. I muted him. No, I could go. I mean, I could say a lot of things, and I don't. And yeah, I'm, I know, I'm not, but I'm not gonna let him. There's no reason to call you a uh, bitch and start calling names and doing silly nonsense like that. It's unproductive. It's not gonna get us anywhere. Now, if you want to have a discussion or even an argument, it's fine. But you're not gonna. But yeah. we're not gonna result to that. You know. It's a perfect example of what we're dealing with on a level. All around us. Yeah, yeah. I, what, I mean, you, you know what? That's a drinking problem or a drug problem. You know what? Hey, if he's got, if that's how he feels about whoever. Hey, that's that's an inner battle inside yourself that you got your your soul's lost and you don't have any reason to or drive to want to be like I said. If you don't want to be better when you wake up the next day than yesterday, then then what? What are you? What is the purpose? Just to drive yeah. the. Ride the waves in, ride the waves out. We, we who? Why not? Why not try to be better? Why not? Why not try to get past all this crap? Why not try to remove these people that are the problem, the Bolsheviks? I'm convinced now. This is a Bolshevik communist revolution that's coming to the United States of America. It's infiltrated our government. They're already here. They've done this propaganda thing since Jesus was on the cross. It's not stopped, yeah. and they are full tilt coming, and it's going to take. Some people, they won't wake up because they never wound their clock tight enough or their clock wasn't wound at all. And, <laughs> and then it's going to be too late for some people. Hopefully not. But I'm starting to hear, like I just – today I, on our talk radio station uh, Akron here, there's a, uh, a, KGB, a former KGB guy that had a video come out in 1985. I don't know if you've seen this, and it's almost a black-and-white video where he talks about the complete domination of America – and the levels that he goes, they, they go through to do it. And what they put in place, back in the 20s, they started this. And this guy breaks this down, and it's like you're watching a time machine, because, or he went in a time machine and looked back. Because everything he says, it's already documented yep. on the video, is right there in front of you. You're staring at it in the face today. Everything. It, 
Uh, just let me say something here. Anybody wants to speak here, talk, or chip into the show, or they got a comment, uh, whatever, all you got to do is press 1 after calling in, and I'll uh, connect you to the, uh, to the phone line, the phone call. Now, remember last week we talked to Senator Diane Feinstein's office. Remember that? Feinstein. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was your take from that of that conversation there? Because they said that we would have to talk to the local politicians concerning the you know the border and stuff like that. So I, I, I figured maybe we would call the local legislator tonight if I can get a hold of them. I was very very upset to think that to contact anybody in a position that we elect and put there, put someone in place to answer the telephone. That actually, when they, you might as well just gave me the the robot I talked to when I called down to the BMV or you called down to wherever Best Buy. You got to take something back, all automated because she had no direction but redirection on everything that you and Mike asked, and then had no answer for the definition of what they're going to try and push through Congress. It's probably one of the most important bills if it if it even gets face to not grab guns but grab all guns. Well, they had a rally up in Virginia for the, the gun uh, gun issue. So, uh, but uh, we can ask, uh, you know, uh, one of the local representatives about. We can go. What, what do you want me to? What do you want me to ask him tonight? You want me to go back into the border? I'm calling out there, or what? Or we're going to attack the gun issue. Whoever you're going to call, I, I want the definition. That's my thing right now. Is because they're, we know that they take. If we know, Joe, if they take our guns or they come for the guns. We know there's going to be a war. I'm talking like they're door knocking for confiscation type deal. There's going to be problems everywhere. People yeah, I don't think them. they're going to confiscate. I don't think they would confiscate. But they did say that last week on the on the, on the podcast. They exactly said, yeah. exactly her mouth. Well, yeah, let's so ask them about gun confiscation. And let's ask them about the gun confiscation. Let's do that. Let's see here. What's the definition of their assault weapon? What's the? I want. I need a definitive. I want that to be very clear to people. So if you go out and buy What's a, an assault a, weapon? Yeah, All right. You know, if you have All right. Where's Mike tonight? Mike's not, Mike's not on here tonight. Mike, I don't see Mike's number on the call board, so I don't know. I guess he's not going to uh, join us. He's probably listening. He better tighten up that, that jingle he wrote, get a little tighter. He's got to get, he's gotta get, pick it up. <laughs> All right. You're ready. I'm going to call this uh, uh, legislator office, state legislator office. Let's see here. Here we go. Let's see if we get a hold of him. In the border, if you want to bring it up. Oh, I had a phone clicking for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Bad connection. Yeah, I can hear that. Sorry. Do they work? Hello. Hello, yes, sir. I was just wondering if I got a question you know, for you, if you can. I was told to call the, the local offices uh, because I talked to Diane Feinstein's office uh, about it, and uh, this was last week, and I asked about uh, what is the definition of, because they want to you know, ban the assault rifles, and that's the big talk now with the gun violence, and that's the, all the talk around the country. What is the definition of an assault rifle? Can anyone tell me if they produce legislation or, you know, or the state of California here? What's, what, what's the definition of uh, an assault rifle? Can you tell me? The legal definition of an assault rifle in regards to banning them? Well, I mean, yeah, because if they say they're going to ban assault rifles, I would like to know what they're going to ban, you know? So what's an assault who, rifle? Who's, who's they? Well, uh, well, obviously, if legislation is going to be proposed, if – they, meaning the gun anti-gun people out there who, who don't want to have see people have these so-called assault rifles, I just don't know what an assault rifle is. So if the legislation is going to be sponsored to pick up these uh, assault rifles, what are they? What will be picked, what will be confiscated? 
I'm not familiar with any state bill. Can you give me a measure number or some, some sort well, of Well, no, the legislation is on. They're, they're creating – Diane Feinstein's office said that she has legislation that she's looking for co-sponsors to propose to bring forth, you know, a ban on assault rifles and eventually gun co- confiscate them because she does okay, – Okay, so that's on the federal it. level. So we're on the state. So we have – I know. I know. That's why I wanted to know what – Sir, hang on. So I have to have one question. I just want to know what's your definition of an assault rifle then? That's all I'm asking. They told me contact the state level. I don't really think my definition as a citizen matters. I think it's what their definition, whatever their legal definition is. And for that, you'll have to look at state constitutions as well as the DOJ. I can't give you my interpretation of that because uh, do you, I'm not do you have one? All right. Do you have one or you just don't have an opinion and on it? Quite frankly, my opinion doesn't really matter. I'm just a public servant. But I could take down your comment if you like. But um, that, that's fine. That well, well, well you, that, that's okay. I'm not worried about that that much. I don't want a letter in the mail or anything like that or an email, you know, because saying that, you know, with a generated response that 10,000 okay, 10, well, other people have gotten. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if you want more insight on federal legislation, I do recommend contacting your Congress representative. Um, we're on the state level, so we're different level of government, obviously. Okay. All right. All right, then. Thank you for your time, sir. All right. Good luck to you. All right. All everybody wants to redirect to Washington. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, again, what did we say last week? We can't get a straight answer from anybody. They say call the state, call the federal, call the federal, call the state, federal, call the state. You know, let me see. We've got their hand up here. Go ahead, private caller. I can't hear you, private caller. Oh, God. (laughs) Boy, they're really coming out of the woodwork tonight, huh? Oh, my goodness. Go ahead, Jay. Where'd you, where'd you take it? I, I didn't know if you. I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know if you wanted to talk to him or not, uh, or, or pound him with some questions. I don't understand. You know, at the state level, just like I mean, what does he think that doesn't affect him whatsoever? I know. That the, the lines that they draw aren't going to trickle down because the federal level can only do so much before they have to and tell the state to come do something about their state. That's how they do exactly. it. Exactly. Problem, they push it off on the state. Oh, you guys got to deal with it. Well, it's going to yeah. be a problem. <laughs> I just don't understand. I, I don't get it. Let me go back to four. I got still four eight zero still on here. Let me see what he wants to. I got his hand up here, so let me see what they want to say something here. Go ahead, four eight zero. No. Yes. No. No comment. All right. No comment. All right, no comment on them part. All right, another private caller. Go ahead, private caller. Nothing? Uh, I'm with my son. He shifts in the dryer. All right, okay. Have fun with you. You have fun with that problem. All right, uh, Dave, I got nothing but uh, these turkeys on tonight. They're just going to bombarding me. It only goes to show you, you know, when you try to have something to put something together, like yourself, Mike, Others that yeah. when you try to do, you're going to be met with. Mike brought it up last time or two calls ago that like you met with the 
the, the confrontation or almost the, the, the games they want to play because he said, like, they, they hear what you're saying and they're listening. So they're, they yeah. know and they are aware of it. It's the people that we can't get to yeah, can do that much, at least. Well, it's above their head. They can't have an an intelligent conversation. So these are the people out there that are walking around on medication or they're like, uh, you know, they they, they think they got a good job and, you know, and they think it's because they make 80 grand a year or 100 grand a year that there's something important and they got uh, the best wonderful life ever. But they don't realize that they're going to be around most likely, unless they're in their late 80s or early 80s, they're going to be around the next 20 years, 30 years, and guess what? We're in big trouble in this country. And I'm telling you right now, I don't know about you, I don't want to be swarmed by 30 uh, uh, jungle bunnies there beating me in the head with clubs and throwing bottles on me. I don't want my family to be circled in a car someplace and they rip me out of my car and beat the hell out of me because I can't fight 30 people. You know? Now, and if you... If you shoot that. one of them, you're going to jail for the rest of your life, you know? Hey, now let's say this. Didn't you just tell me or didn't you say that there was a girl that, was, that had black guys in her car that pulled up into a party where they were having a cookout? So when this, these yes. guys got she actually brought there, then she was attacked. Is that really? How that was? No, is that what that story you were telling earlier? Yeah, she was. She pulled up into a, a driveway. She was lost. No, she was lost. It was a white girl, oh, 19 years she old. Okay. Yeah, she was lost, and she pulled into a, the wrong driveway. You ever, you know, get lost, and you go into the wrong neighborhood, and you don't know where you're at? Because surely yeah. this must have happened to you, you know, and and you don't know where you're at. And you, she pulled into a driveway, and there happened to be a, a, a gang of thugs there, and they just shot her. They shot her, ripped her out of the car, beat the hell out of her, and shot her and killed her, you know. Now, and, and the, that's a common thing, very common thing in California and uh, Compton, areas like that where – if you made that wrong turn, or if you were over by, uh, I think it's called the 13th Street Avenue guys or something like that, there's one of them gangs that over there, if you turn down their street, they'll kill you. They'll kill yeah, you. They, yeah. It's and this is what I'm saying. These people right here that we have right here, see, these people are probably that I have right here that are calling and crank calling. These are probably the wiggers. You know, they're, 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 the, they're, the, they're, the, they're, they're probably white trash. Oh, they got to wear their pants down. They want to act black. So they think they're in with the crowd. They're in with the BLM or whatever. And, and they braid their hair and everything. And they, you know, yo, 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 man, be like that, yo. Yeah, yeah, I got PG. You know, they want to, you know, that's the thing. You know what I mean? Well, the bad thing is that well, I watched several videos. I have had encounters. And I've had my head stomped on by these same thing, like you said, jungle bunnies earlier. Uh, not yeah. really. There was the white guys that ended up jumping me with a cup, but they they do that because they got to fit in with them. Well, yeah, because the they don't know how to identify themselves as being white and proud, they or, or or whatever. Which I don't have a problem with anybody being proud of of who they are. You know, uh, look, if you want to be black and proud, you want to be Puerto Rican and proud, that's fine. But again, this narrative, this story cave that I'm playing, people need to really, really pay attention to that story that I told because that's what the news media is doing now. An 84 year old white guy opens his front door, he shoots a black kid, he's going to jail for the rest of his life. Okay, and he's a racist. Automatically, he's a racist. Now, a 19-year-old white girl pulls into a wrong neighborhood, pulls into the wrong driveway. She gets attacked, beaten, probably raped, shot, shot, and killed, and no charges are brought, and it's not even a news story on CNN or Fox News. And I'm not trying to ignite racial problems here. I'm pointing out the facts, and I'm not going to hide behind it. Then you have a guy that's black 
that runs from the police. He's a, he does willful fleeing in one city. He gets away from them. The following night, they go to stop him again. He turns around entering the highway, fires at the cops, runs down the highway, top speed, gets off the highway, crashes into a cop car, then bails out the side door and left his gun in there, but he went away on foot. They tried to tase him. They didn't get him. So yeah. what does he do? He turns and makes the move like he's going to shoot at the cops because he's already shot at him in the car. That's yeah. the Jalen Walker story. Now. And, and Project Veritas there, I opened up with that there. I opened up with the intro with about Project Veritas there to, uh, tonight. You know, all this stuff, that people just don't understand how much trouble we are in. And, and all we're trying to do is we got a few people out there who are trying to unite the people. And instead of putting your personalities aside for a little while and coming together and using your, your, your uh, information or uh, your information technology or uh, IT knowledge and using it to help generate good good in our republic. No, instead we want to generate evil, perversion, and disgustingness, and, and, and hurt other people. You know, it makes no sense, man. You brought up a very good point earlier when you were talking, and it's it almost like it's, uh, I don't call it deja vu, because my buddy sent me a message today. Now, I've, I've tried to do what I could do and tell everybody everything I can in Ohio and, and get, try to weed out the bullshit like, you know, how Mike was saying, you know, there's, you don't have any uh, – actually, seems like nobody wants to listen. But my buddy sends me a message today and goes, I find it sad. It absolutely blows my mind that we can't find 10 decent guys to go down and protest and stand up for these cops for what they did because they did their job. They were acquitted. But everybody's coming into town. They want to burn the Akron down. They want to, they, they, he was murdered. But they don't talk about him being an attempted murderer, shooting at the cops. It's completely 180. But he's like, you can't even find 10 people in this city to stand up for what's right. Like you said, we might be able to do it with 100 here or 50 here, five. We need 5 million. Yeah. Yeah. Let me take a private caller here. I don't know. Hopefully it's Sarge. Uh, Hopefully it is. Let's see here. Go ahead, private caller. Put him on. Private caller. Private caller. Private well, caller. Well, no, get no, no. no, that's not. I, I got a bunch of private callers, so I'm kind of trying to find out if it's Sarge or not. Private caller, go ahead. Yeah, looky here. I'd be sorry for screwing up Agron, and I'd be sorry for your son be shitting in the drive. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Unbelievable. That's what I get for looking for Sarge. <laughs> Unbelievable. Let me see here. I think I, I think of let's try. I got two more other numbers here, but four oh seven and then the private caller here. Go ahead, private, private caller. Call 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 no, never mind. All right, four oh seven, go ahead. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you great. I know that voice. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, you really do have some loons out there tonight. I'm too it's too bad. Oh. We gotta get people together and face the truth. Our country's being taken over. I don't understand where these people are coming out. Where they're, what, what, do they, what do they want? What do they expect? I mean, that first guy that was saying, where else in the world are you going to go? What, there's a lot of places around the world that are protesting more than we are here in this country. Oh, I know. Farmers, uh, the, the government taking over the farms, letting uh, – and anybody that thinks the CCP is our friend, I, I guess you, you must be in business with the Bidens. I don't know. Uh, they're only killing 70,000 people a year with a fentanyl coming over the border. So I guess that, that makes them our friends, I guess. Uh, it's insane. It's like it the is. Americans better wake up and smell the coffee. 
or whatever you want to call it's, it. It's, it's ter- it's, it, it, it. I know, I know. But we know that we, and we've been preaching this. You preach it on your podcast, Joe, and, and we've been preaching this. Do we see anything changing? For I mean, it, right now we're coming to a head, I think. It's, we're coming to a head in the battle here. You know, I think it's, it's really coming down to that 2024. And, you know, this is where they talk. There's uh, different groups that talk about the um, – Divorce, um, national divorce, and whatever else, and and I, you know, I have, I wouldn't be surprised if we end up having the United CCP. So let's the uh, California, the whole West Coast. I know they're going to be the communist states because Seattle and and Oregon and, and California, they're all a bunch of nutcases anyway. You need to put a wall around them. And then of course you have those, those nutcases in the Northeast called New York and stuff. So we have this. We we have to face the fact there's an element of communist people taking over this country, and they've been doing it for decades. Go out there, look at the 45 goals of the communist takeover. It's out there as part of our congressional uh, record out there. It's out there. They're doing it. Go down that list and see everything they've already done. And here you've got CCP is going to own and operate a battery plant or two battery plants in Michigan that look more like military facilities, if you look at them on a map, the size of these places. And then what's the other, the Chinese police departments we have? And you don't think China's taking over this country? Uh, what are you drinking, folks? What are you drinking? I know. And they got the first batch of electric uh, SUVs being shipped into the United States. Uh, uh, price $60,000, $69,000 for them. That's what they're going to do. The first batch of uh, electric SUVs. Now, tell me. If, how are they really going to pull this off with everybody that they're going to make everybody drive electric? Do you really see them pulling this off? <laughs> no, they're not. The, the, the truth of the matter is they are going to, they're going to do as much as they can. And first off, I don't know for those who are out there in the chat, anybody wants to, to chime in on this. Anybody that thinks electric cars have anything to do with the environment and protecting the climate, you're drinking way too much Kool-Aid too, and you need to go get some of that lithium, I guess. Uh, because what they're doing there is destroy- they're destroying the, the climate. They're abusing kids. Everything that these people claim they care so much about, because that's all that China does. China doesn't care about human rights. They they don't. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Which I heard today kind of changed the subject a little bit here. The um, Ford has now is going over and opening a plant in China. Ford is now being taken over by the CCP as well. So you better think, if yeah. you buy a Ford car, don't think you're buying anything American. And are they going to be able to do it? Here's, here is what I see happening, and this is where it scares me the most of how the American people will respond, after, especially after what happened with Jan 6. The, they, they want to put us to the limit. They want to force a, a civil war. They want massive disobedience in the streets. They want the excuse to arrest you, just like the games they played. It was not the MAGA people in D.C. who were causing the problems. Yeah. It was the, the Capitol Police who invited them in, plus the embedded FBI people. I mean, it's these people who were doing all this insanity. But And so they took yeah. the people who were doing the being Americans and protesting against the corruption of your government – and they've got these people in jail, and that they want to bring these same people out in the streets to protest about other things, and then they want to go out there, and, and they'll, they'll have those people embedded. They'll start the other stuff. Now, if, if you're in some of those groups who intentionally burn up buildings and blow up cars, that's okay. That's peaceful, blowing up cars and killing people. That's good. However, if you're pro- protesting down the street, they'll try to say something else to you, and then they'll arrest you and put you in jail for two or three years when you've done nothing except truly – your your rights uh, as an American, 
We need to remember what an American yeah. is because I don't think most people know what it is today. And, you know, somebody yeah. was out there talking about the Republicans, whatever. Both parties. It's a uniparty. The, and the, it was the Democrats who were the smart ones. The Democrats are the evil, devious people who will do whatever they want, just like the CCP, because they don't care about human life. They really don't. If yeah. you people don't understand that by now, you're just not paying attention. They will go – it was the – Democrats who run as Republicans, they go out there, they know what the Republicans say, so they change their party affiliation, pretend to be a Republican, and because people vote for a stupid letter, uh, they don't vote for a person, they vote for this party, they go and vote. So the Republican, the um, Democrats have taken over the Republican Party. Mitch McConnell is a perfect example of it. His wife is a communist. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's that, Dave? I'll, I said, I'll stop for a minute and let somebody else say something. <laughs> yeah. Let me see if I got Sarge on here. Let me see if I, I – I don't know. I got a couple private callers. Let me see if I got Sarge. Go ahead, private caller. I'll hang up on you quick if you're a crank caller. Go no, uh, I have a no. problem with what she said. Oh, God. <laughs> Should we let that one say what he wants to say? I don't know. Let's right, yeah, he, he Go ahead. I'll, I'll respond back to him. All right. 506, I'm an American. Ahead. You go first. <laughs> No, 506 don't want to talk. Yeah, hello, this is Gary. Uh, yeah, hello, yeah, can you hear me? That's yeah, I the can same hear you. Hello. Yeah. Well, to your point Sorry. about the uh, Democratic Party goal, yeah, c- can I get a word in, please? Go no, ahead. To your point about the Democratic, well, okay, go ahead, say what you have to say. Okay, Gary. Okay. Right. Gary, that's talking. Please, please, Gary, tell me what you're going to respond to in reference to the uh, the Democrats taking over the Republican Party. What What was your thought? Well, I think it's um, the other way around. A lot of Democrats are going uh, Republican because, frankly, I'm a former Democrat and we're just tired of the BS. Um, and I don't know if it's called taking over or switching sides, but that's just. In my opinion, that's what's happening right now because the, um, you know, okay, um, if um, I'm gay, okay, first of all, and I grew up Democrat, and I don't know what's so funny. I thought this was a serious yeah. show, but it, it, I you're up, switching teams, yeah, I grew that's up voting fine. Democrat. Yes, continue. Yes, because the liberals have taken it to an extreme. I mean, the whole the whole thing that got okay. I'm I'm gay, and uh, and I grew up, um, you know, um, going to Catholic school and going to Christian school and all that good stuff. I know what the Bible says about it, but you know, uh, that's just uh, call it what you want—a choice, a lifestyle. God made me this way, but that's neither here nor there. What I'm not in favor of is the mutilation of babies, the mutila- the mutilation of of, of kids. The uh, brainwashing of them and all that good stuff. So that's what I'm against. Um, there's other policies. Uh, Trump had a lot of good things for the economy. You know, a lot of people uh, hated him for the same reasons I love Trump. You know, because he's not a politician. And I'm sure we have all heard the the whole spew of why we like Trump, why others don't like him, um, and all that. But uh, Trump made me a Republican. Trump made me who I am today. I owe my business uh, success to Trump. And, you know, um, 
that's just what I wanted to say. But uh, there was another comment. But uh, did you want to? Uh, I don't know. Are you guys well, against like what I'm saying? Well, I like you made a comment are, back. Are you looking for a debate or com- what? You made the comment about the Democrats going to the Republican Party, and that is definitely true today because. All of a sudden, because my mother, I was raised as a Democrat. My parents were from Massachusetts. Um, John F. Kennedy, um, who passed away, President Kennedy, he was more conservative he was than, than any of the Democrats are today. Um, I think it will be interesting to see if JFK Jr., he has filed to run, but if he, he continues. But the, the truth is my parents were not communists. They, they were concerned that the corporations had too much power, blah, 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 the stuff they had been probably brainwashed into believing. Instead but of going the back thing, to the real history of the Democrat Party. But, but hang on, the gay, thing, the, the gay thing, though, the gay thing, though, uh, I just want to bring up here, that, it, that okay. that's your choice, but bringing that gay stuff out in the open and pushing it upon us in society, I disagree with. What do you think about that? It's wrong. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Joseph. Who's pushing this on you? I just said I, um, I, I was using it as an example because the majority of the gay community is a democrat and i'm just saying if i switch there's a lot of people coming with me i'm not putting it in your face all right i'm not i'm not, not putting my plunger in your face is that what you think so do we want to fight on the front line with gays do i want a gay in the foxhole with me at the end of the day or on the front lines what do you think uh uh, from the American statesman there, you're on here. What do you think? If all well, the gays, they did good thing. I would. I understand what he's saying because it, for the longest time in life, I had a an aunt, and then I had another aunt. I thought I both of them were always come to our family reunion together, and I was always uh, from a young kid, and Glenda and Paula. So I knew that I figured they were mates. As I got older, I figured out that they were lovers. But those are the ones that stayed to themselves. They didn't push this agenda where they got to have. Everybody's got to see it. You got to know what I'm doing, and you got to do it. And you got to push it on the children. That that group of people, I think, is what this guy's talking about. He is part of, not the guys that are out here now pushing it, making that want the big attention. They want the they want the parades. They want the flags and all that garbage, where they wanted to be left alone because they were left alone. Now they can't be. They can't be. Is it? They, it's been, I don't know. I just feel uncomfortable with that, Dave. I don't know. I just can't see a whole room being filled with gay men, no. and it's okay. You know? <laughs> no, it's not. No, no well, it's not okay. Look, I'm not saying that. I understand what he's saying, though, where he's coming from. You talk it's about, just like, yeah, yeah. it's not okay. No, you get in the box hole with me. Joseph, Joseph, you, you yeah. talk about the front line. Okay, I'm a firm believer in the Second Amendment, okay? All right. I am a black belt in Brazil. Even though I'm gay, believe me, buddy, if you and me went to head to toe, I wouldn't go head to toe with you. (laughs) So don't let the gay thing. Yeah, you you want me to teabag you or something. I would teabag you, Joseph. I don't care what you do in your own private bedroom. I I was personally a supporter of uh, don't ask, don't tell when it comes to the military. I don't believe... I don't. I don't believe you get special rights for being a transgender, which really doesn't exist, or by uh, being gay or whatever else. Hey, whatever you do in your own bedroom, you do in your own bedroom. But I don't. Yeah. I don't think it should be a reason to hire somebody because we believe in diversity. We don't have enough gay homosexuals. I mean, that's kind of a crazy thing. And that's what's like coming out there. This is what corporations are doing. Well, race. Then when you I think it, why you get a job, I think it applies to both. You are black or minority because. 
I don't want the guy that's a black guy to just because he's black or a girl, whoever, to fly my airplane I'm getting in just because that they win because they're that color. I want the guy to pass the highest test and just the best job. That's who I want. That's how it should be. And equal opportunity. That's what it's, it's not equality, not about equity, which is the other piece of all this garbage. But the whole, see, ultimately the point is, well, you go back to the most basic Solinsky's rules for radicals and stuff. And how do you tear down a culture? You have to go and break down, or take that, take over a country. You have to take down the culture, and that's what they're doing. And um, when it comes to, um, well, Anne Hauser Bush, I guess they kind of realize that most real men, men aren't women. And so go out there and listen to or go do some research on when a man is a woman, okay? When a man is a woman, what does that really mean? And I, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't believe really people deserve special rights. They do believe mental health care, that that's what it is. It's a mental health illness. If you're looking in the mirror and you're a man and you somehow think those are uh, that you're a woman, even though you have these obvious other body parts, then you need to go get some, some serious help. You, you, you have a mental illness. But as long as they're going to prop you, pick people up on I'm a, that, I'm a good man, rights, okay? Blah, I'm a blah, good blah, man, blah. and I'm a hard man. Just yeah. so you guys know, I get what you're saying, but look, I'm on your side, okay? I'm on your yeah, team, believe it or not. Yep. So I don't, I don't know if this is an attack, okay? And and, no. and not only that, I mean, I mean, I just, I don't, I, I'm not taking offense to what you said, but I just, what Joseph Gibson said, Joseph, you need to take that back because. You're going to lose a friend. You're going to lose a listener. Okay? Not that it matters to you, but believe me, Joseph, the things that I could do. Okay? Uh, I have a I, well, following. let's see what Sarge has to say. Right. Let me see if I got Sarge here. So let me see. Well, let me see. Well, I don't know what you want me to take back, but uh, let me see. Private caller, you there? I agree with no. everything you're saying. My kid's shitting. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you do. Private caller, go ahead. Welcome to oh, there, Lord. Don't shit in the Oh, no. All right. I don't think. One one last private caller. Go ahead. Private caller. <laughs> Everywhere. Private caller. Yeah, two out of three ain't bad, huh? Oh, man. Hey, look. Hey, Joe. <laughs> hey, Joe. Don't you down. Are you guys familiar with the term anarcho tyranny? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anarcho tyranny. Well, just for the listeners, I mean, I know exactly what it means means that you got a kind of a government that does not enforce or protect the citizens while at the same time persecuting people who do innocent things like defend themselves against the anarchists that the government doesn't prosecute because they're favored mascots or parties or whatever. Now, we've got more and more anarcho-tyranny in places like St. Louis to the McCluskey's like the bodega guy in New York, Jose Alba, who defended himself against that thug that attacked him and um, bragged, charged him with murder. Then you got the innocent black African immigrant in a parking lot who wrestled a pistol away from another uh, thief thug who shot him three times, but he still was able to take the pistol away from him and kill him and then bragged, charged him in with murder. We get, and then finally, one of the worst, Daniel Perry in Texas of all places, but in a particularly neo-Marxist place called Austin, Texas, with a George Soros-funded DA named Jose Garza, who prosecuted an army sergeant 
who killed one of these bastards in BLM for pointing AK-47 at him. And they charged him with murder. Okay. And the lead detective on the case said that the, that district attorney, Jose Garza, withheld exculpatory evidence, which is a felony in Texas, and certainly at the very least, something that ought to get you disbarred. This detective, by the way, said this under oath in a deposition. But this is what we're getting increasingly in these days in these jurisdictions that are uh, moving toward this anarcho-tyranny. They're not defending the citizens. They're not putting down disorder and chaos in the streets. And what they're doing is punishing you if you got the nerve to defend yourself against these thugs. They'll lock your ass up quicker than they will the thugs. And they are under violation of the oath. Yeah. Like well, it matters. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter well, to them. Well, They've got their marching orders, and that's all they're worried about. Yep. Can I ask a question, Joseph? Joseph, yes, go ahead. Do you identify as a man? Do you identify as a man? Uh, I don't have to identify, but if but if if, if you know if, if I had to, yes, I would. I, I'm a man. Okay. Well, so you and I have the same pronouns, right? He, him, because I identify as a man also. So we're the same in that way, right? Do you see where I'm okay. going with this? No, I don't see where you're okay, going with it, but. Okay, well, we're not all here's the same. Where I'm going with it, that you, yes, and you make me feel a certain way, and I make you feel a certain way. So, we're brothers. We're brothers in Christ. We're brothers in the, in the GOP, and we're brothers in, um, in 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 our uh, point of view. Well, we're brothers wait, in I, God. I That's what wait, did you just say you're brothers in Christ? Yes. Did you just say that? You are brothers in Christ. Are we not all that's what he brothers said. in Christ? Uh, you apparently don't know who Jesus Christ is if you think that's true. That, that's complete fact. Well, no. let's put it this way. Let's, say, let's put it this way to him. If Jesus was, if, if look, just say we're all believers here, for sake, because I know we probably got some people who don't believe. Just say we're all believers here. When Jesus returns, and I don't think that you'll be standing beside me or beside Jesus. Right. I think you'll probably, if, if you're an open homosexual and you're homosexual, unless you've repented right. and, right. and, and changed your ways, you know, but I don't think Jesus is going to take right. you back with him or, you know, Hello. I just don't think. Yeah, according to the Bible. Jesus loves sinners. Jesus loves sinners. Hello. Excuse me. Jesus loves He was here to save the sinners. So you think I'm a sinner, right? Do you think I'm We're a sinner? Sinners. We're all sinners. All of us. But you can't okay, continue then. to keep doing it except Jesus Christ and think that that's okay because he'll forgive you because because you keep doing it. No, that's not how that works. No. Yeah, yeah. You're just mad because yeah. I'm a gay guy that can kick some ass. All right? So that's guess what? You, you guys are bigger fags than I am. Bye. Now don't get don't get all upset. Don't get all upset and uh, do what you're doing. Know, like, you know, just, just, just take it easy. I don't want you going off and jumping off a bridge or anything well, like that. So just take it easy. When he said that because he said he was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist, a black belt. First of all, I like to know how he's been practicing because that's a whole other thing I can get into and let him know about. But has he openly discussed that with his people at his the dojo or his whatever but, they want to call his? Which, what, the, okay, the reason why I brought up the point to the uh, uh, earlier when she was bringing up the point that look, 
they they want us. They want this is what they want. They want the, us protesting in the street. They want to arrest us. We can't. We, it's like we're 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 like stuck in paralysis analysis right now. We don't know what to do in the patriot community. It's like we don't know which way to go. You know, it's like we don't know how to fix this. I mean, I mean, I, it's weird. It's like there's a cover, like a veil of evil that's preventing us from fixing anything. It's like we, we keep hitting brick walls. There's nowhere to turn, nowhere to go. You know, once, when does a prosecutor become more powerful? What is this guy, this DA in New York? What is this guy, all-seeing, all-knowing, he's God, he, or he's a president or something? He's the king of America? He could just snatch people up off the streets of anywhere in America and have them arrested? What is it? What's going on here? You know? Joe, look at the ATF. The ATF, the ATF is impossible to make laws and, and – and, and, do things like that, and guess what? They've taken that power, and they think they can think they can do it. Well, wait a minute. Right the guy in New York, man, the problem with him is that over half of the felonies, arrests that come for his office, get downgraded to misdemeanors, particularly violent felonies. This son bitch can't even seem to find a way to prosecute him. What he does, though, he upgrades an administrative crime to a felony, though, because that's what you look over your shoulder at the night when you walk down the street. You're worried about some criminal with a with a pen making a check mark in the wrong ledger. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Wow. Right. I I just don't understand. I mean, and and the and the amount of stat. Has anyone ever read the codes and statutes in their state, for instance? Or just read so not just one or two, but just went and looked at the law books. Half of these things, the way they're written, they've got one. They've got one here, for instance, in North Carolina. You cannot blacklist an employee. You can't. It's against the law. It's a misdemeanor for someone to blacklist you, right? But then they've got regulation boards where they can blacklist you, so you can't work for a certain job or career. It doesn't. Make, you got one law that says one thing, and you got another law that says another, and they conflict with each other. It's amb- ambiguous. It's crazy, you know. And and I, and, and, and I actually kind of stand up over one of these laws. Social security would be a crime if a private industry committed it. Now, wouldn't it? But when the government does it, it's okay. Yep. Fraud. Yeah. Fraud. We entered into an agreement for insurance. We had, we were forced to buy their insurance, Federal Insurance Contribution Act. It's a contract. It was a trust fund, a trust fund that they keep robbing. So yeah, it's it's we we ought to be having a class action suit against the uh, Congress for ripping off the trust fund. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, yeah. We could you know, do that. They can, they can oh, get a bank in big trouble if they don't have adequate assets to cover withdrawals, right? Well, the Social Security Fund is bankrupt. It's nothing but millions of IOUs. There's nothing there. The government gets away with it because, wait for it now, they're the government. You try to run a stand like that as a private citizen, they're taking your ass to the who's cow. Social Security would be more than flush right now if it wasn't that they kept robbing the trust fund. And that's where the fraud comes in. They said it was a trust fund, the contract yep. with the people, the trust fund. The same is true with Medicare. Medicare is uh, because of all the um, corruption through the doctors and everything else. That's a whole other matter of how it gets ripped off. But literally, so- Social Security would be more than flush. Let me throw this number at you. Keep robbing it. Let me throw this number at you. Six. Point, let me throw this number at you. Six point three million illegal immigrants crossed over the border this this year. So far, six point three million. And who's paying for them? 
Yeah, us. And how yeah. many of them are Chinese? How many are bringing fentanyl? How many are killing people? How I mean, yeah. how many of them are young men who are ready to be embedded for a war in this country? Yeah, the invasion's yeah. here. The takeover of the United States is here, and the American yep. people are sitting here watching. Yep, six million. Look at sorry, Sarge. We were talking about armies last night, right? Armies, six point yep. three million undocumented illegal crossings. Last that that were caught that were caught catch and release now so that we know they're here. <laughs> That's oh but, my but lord! You better not call it an invasion. Whatever you do, you are not allowed to call it an invasion. It's a migration. Yeah. Hell, That's the Russians right. only sent 190,000 soldiers over the Ukrainian border, and they're calling that an invasion, wow. ain't they? Yeah, we yeah. have to protect the Ukrainians. We can't protect ourselves, but let's go protect Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, literally, though. We've got to spend got, ourselves have, in a bankruptcy to protect Ukraine's borders. That's vital. Let me bring up, let me bring on 951. Let's see if this is a legitimate caller. Go ahead, 951. Well, anyhow, I am Chinese. You blame Chinese for everything. You don't blame a parent. A parent owned it. I think his name is something wrong, isn't it? You bastard. You know this. Yeah. Unreal. Let me tell you. I hung up on him. Okay. Oh, man. Whatever. They just don't stop you. <laughs> you blame Chinese for everything. Oh, boy. <laughs> man, oh, man. Joe, can you ask you to find out something for me? Yeah, sure. What? How many sanctuary cities are declared in the states now? How many actual cities have declared themselves sanctuary? Because I meant to tell you this earlier, too. It's the city of Akron with the problem that we're having. Do you know who my police chief is? No, who? He's from Portland. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's from Portland. Him. He's the one from that was up there when they all that shit happened. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, he's from Portland. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I swear to God. Okay. So they just, they just sent them out there to your state. Your state. We, wow. Is a sanctuary. Yes, it is. So now you have, like, that's completely – They, you watch your city council sit and debate on the government funds coming in that they, they all want to fight and bicker over, and they want to disperse it amongst everybody except the people of Akron, it seems like, because we have Napoleons, we have Afghanistanians, we have Ukrainians. But, it sounds like you got quite a town over there, quite a city over there that's not really a good city. <laughs> hey, hey, this is uh, a sad show to the circus, buddy. Wow. Side joke. Yes, it's it's a bad I mean, deal, that, and I don't understand. Where city? So now that I was wondering, they're busting these people when they come across the border, flying and whatever they decide to do. That's where they're trying. Well, to they take. say they say. Hang on, Kate. They say there's 600. There's 600 sanctuary cities in the United States. 600 total. Huh? So, holy <laughs> shit! That, now, now, as of as of. Hang on. April 27, 2017, there are currently 37 sanctuary cities and over 170 sanctuary jurisdictions in the United States. They give me different numbers here, but I believe it's more like around the 600 <laughs> sanctuary jurisdictions and cities. What do you think? Oh, uh, we're getting uh, New York City. 
in New York City, what they've done with their sanctuary city. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all disgusting. And, of course, yeah, Martha's yeah. Vineyard, what happened there? The hypocrisy of the, the sanctuary city people. Yeah, as long as it's not in my back door and as long as it doesn't get too busy and doesn't take too much of us uh, away from us. But let me tell you something real quick, Joe. Uh, I'm going to have to drop off yep. here in a few minutes because I'm going on to a Zoom call with um, a group that are yeah. fighting some of the stuff, uh, well, the Florida legislature stuff. And there's uh, two, uh, oh, okay. there's a major thing in the voting ethics. That's one thing, integrity. We'll talk about that later. But the other one is yeah. about, and I put the information in, in the chat, that we're going to take action to stop the CCP from buying up land and real estate here in Florida. We've got to protect our homeland. We cannot let a communist regime take over like is what it's doing right now. And for those of you out there who don't know, back in 2014, the CCP also bought up Smithfield Foods. They are yes. in total control of our food supply, the total control of our uh, technology anymore, in total control of the cars. It, the, right now, the CCP has taken over this country for the most part, and we, we're, we're too dumb to know it. And that's they, kind of they the story. They got control of our airspace with balloons. <laughs> Promote your show. Exactly. Well, yeah. look at who the commander-in-chief is, the CCP um, best friend. Not even good here with a blunt. Go ahead and promote your show, please. Oh, yep. That's uh, American States on Blog Talk Radio. It's on Monday at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Please feel free to join in. Um, next uh, next Monday, we're going to be talking about the election. And we'll probably talk a little bit about the fact that Trump is kind of like George Washington. He keeps getting shot at, but he keeps living, and they, they can't take him down. So talk about some kind <laughs> yeah. of divine intervention there. And those who yeah. don't know the history of Washington, how many times he got shot, and how many times the horses got shot under him, and he still yeah. was there. So. Yeah, he's uh, a modern-day version of a survivor of the Battle of Mongahela. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering. I'm wondering how much of a genuine chance uh, that he does really have it winning the election uh, uh, in 2024. I mean, just really. I mean, I just don't. I just can't see these people allowing them. I mean, if he wins, well, that kind of blows our whole argument of conspiracy like right out the window. Well, you know. Well, one thing I want to mention real quick on that. Of course, obviously Mike Lindell is doing his best to get rid of these machines, and some of the machines are going away, some more paper balloting and stuff like that. But people have to remember, it, it, we still have to try to honor the Constitution, even though we know most of those people in public office don't. We have the right to witness the counting of the vote, and I think people ought to be getting into their local commission meetings and everything else to say, we want to witness the counting of our vote. We want the records. We want the facts. We want the absentee ballots, whatever. We need to flood those rooms and be there witnessing the count of that vote. And I, I think that's a big part. We've got to really push the well, people Well, let me ask your opinion real quick. Yeah. Well, let me ask your opinion real quick, if you don't mind. And I'll go ask, actually, sorry, yeah. Tate, everybody. If I, you know, I'm running for North Carolina House of Representatives. That's in the next way, but that election isn't coming up for you know uh, 2024. But they've got our local elections that are going on down here. Would it would it be wise of me to get my foot or like a town councilman or something like that before I went into the state house? I mean, what do you? I mean, I just don't know what 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 is your opinion on that? Oh, definitely local first and get some get some ability to put the message out there and to to show what what uh, what's going on. Because right now, if people are so blinded by the light, I, I would say definitely, if you have the opportunity to get into a local position and then go to something further, definitely, I would I would say yes. And then you get to really okay. talk more to the local people and the media as well. They they may want to try to ignore you, but you can force more of that with the media when you're in public. Yeah, good office. point. Good point. Good point. Okay. All right. All right, then. 
Well, well, thanks for okay. that. I appreciate Thank that. Thank you. Good talking to you guys. All right. uh, God bless America. Please say a prayer for America, and please do your best to not buy Made in China. <laughs> take care, Sally. Good luck. All right. Take care. Thank you. Well, well, Sergeant Tabe, uh, yeah, we didn't get Mike on here tonight. Um, you know, I just didn't – I was hoping that I would, would have brought a got him on here to discuss a couple things. Uh, I wanted to talk more about the militia community and the and the righteous armies that are we're trying to build here across the country. But I mean, how is that going? I did connect with a guy a couple of months ago. I don't remember, and he was remember he brought up the uh, the um, uh, what the remonstrance claims. Remember that, Sarge? I don't know, Tate. Yeah. Were you on here when he was talking about the remonstrances? Yep. Yeah, because we were talking uh, about. Yeah, okay. I heard that other guy too. What was it? The they, they were talking both about the remonstrance and then the other uh, the guys that came forward with the other for the vote against the uh, for the ten day investigation that that group of yeah you know what I'm talking about I can't remember the name I'm just a complete, complete blank yeah well, he says what countries uh, I've been to on in a related the chat room topic there. to the militia <laughs> uh, uh, today uh, the guy that Biden has chosen to lead uh, ATF testified for Congress and asked him to find an assault weapon, and he couldn't do it. <laughs> I'm serious. He couldn't do yeah. it. I mean, that's yeah. a quote from the guy. He said, this is a quote. I'll go shorter than that because I honestly, if Congress wishes to take that up, I think Congress would have to do the work, but we would be there to provide technical assistance. I, unlike well, you, am not a firearm yeah. expert to the same extent as you maybe, but we have people at ATF who can talk about velocity of firearms, what damage different kinds of firearms cause, so that every de- determination you choose to make would be an informed one. So the leader of ATF couldn't give a specific definition of an assault weapon, and this has been a matter of controversy heavily since at least 1994. Yeah, I brought that. Yeah, and, and, and Sarge, we just called the state rep to a state rep's office and asked about, you know, can you give us a definition of what an assault rifle is? Because it's gaining ground. Oh, I don't think they're going to let this go. That's a well-established definition. Assault weapon is a nebulous, yeah. ambiguous term that the gun grabbers like to use. We know what an assault okay. rifle is. An assault rifle is a shoulder-fired weapon. A rifle that's chambered in an intermediate-powered cartridge that's capable of selective fire. That's what an assault rifle is. The definition has been around since World War II when the Germans invented the Sturmgewehr 44. So it's nothing new. It's well-known. Assault weapon is what they made up to confuse the issue. Yes. Well, yes, let's look at that. Let's look back. I'm sorry, Kate. Remember when we asked Feinstein, that's what my question was. I said, do you have a a definitive definition for assault weapon? And she drew a complete silent blank, and I said, because we're talking about pistols, revolvers, sticks, rocks. I said, actually, if you want to get down to an assault weapon, I carry two of them on each one or one on each arm, my hands. (laughs) Wait a minute. She did give a definition for an assault weapon. She said assault weapons have a shoulder thing that goes up. (laughs) Well, I'm not kidding. That's what she said. Let's she go back didn't to know what she was talking about. She just 
Sarge, in 1994, President Clinton signed the Public Safety and Recreational Firearms Use Protection Act, commonly called the Federal Assault Weapons Ban, which banned 19 assault weapons and their copies, as well as other semi-automatic firearms with two or more specified features. That federal ban, however, expired on September 13, 2004, when expired assault weapons and high-capacity magazines were suddenly legalized, unless banned by state or local laws. Activists in 2004 fought tirelessly to try to keep the ban in place, and they haven't. And they haven't been able to do it since. Now, the question of it is, is that they are promoting this big time, and I foresee them trying to get this band back into place, and they're really going to grab them. And I, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm telling you right now, I got a petition right now up. We're signing the petition. You're, you're not getting our guns. I, I, you know, I got a nice title to it. Well, look, and I'm look, we, say, all know know, we all know it's <laughs> bullshit. We know as a matter of the FBI's record keeping, not mine, not yours, the FBI that more people are killed by fists and feet than every type of long right of weapon there is, firearm that there is whether it's a shotgun an assault rifle an assault weapon a bolt action rifle a lever action rifle it doesn't matter all of them were responsible or used in the deaths of fewer people than are killed with fists and feet but sorry, the they don't care about facts. I know they don't. That's why we can't let them you know, do it. The, yeah, and no. and the thing of it is, is they yeah they don't care. And when we called the legislators' office, and the thing of it is, is like we said in the beginning here, is that we've lost our way in America. And listen, let me throw this one out to you: seventy-five percent of of uh, of police shootings are police on what or shoot white people. It's seventy-five percent of victims are white people. So, 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 and nobody knew that. Stephen A. They interviewed Stephen A. from the uh, TV. There, he does the sports thing or whatever. I don't know if you ever heard of him or not, but he does the uh, commentary yep. for ESPN and all these things. First take. Well, he didn't. He yep. openly admitted on TV that he didn't know that. He didn't know that because he was doing a thing on gun control, and he, it made him look like a complete idiot. You know, he did not know that. That that, that everyone thinks that the cops are out there killing black people. You know, and again, that story that I brought up earlier, you know, sorry, I don't know if you heard it or not. 84 year old man is going to jail for the rest of his life, most likely, because he's a racist and he shot a black guy that knocked on his door and was lost, supposedly. Now, we don't know if the guy was trying to rob him or not. We don't know. The media could be saying that. We don't know. But I'm sure they're going to have protests up there. But meanwhile, a 19 year old white girl pulls into a driveway in Alabama and it's not even on the news. Front is not, it's nobody yeah, talks about it. I saw that. I saw that story. Yeah, a white man killed a white woman in the driveway, not even up to his door. She went in the wrong driveway, and for whatever reason, he killed her. A black guy. A black guy did, right? No, I think it was, it was, it was a, black... a white man who killed a white woman. No, it was a black man. A black man. It was a black man. Maybe I got the wrong case then, because the pictures I saw were of a white suspect and a blonde white girl. They said she was 20. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's down in Alabama, right? But maybe I'm thinking about a different case. Let me check on that and see. Yeah, it's got to be different. This was I in Alabama. Yeah, I saved the story yeah, so I yeah. can it later. Given what's going yeah. on with this, um, a young man named Ralph Yarl, that was his name, that was shot by this 85-year-old guy. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that story, Sarge? Do you think that guy was a racist and he just shot him because he was black? I mean, why would you do that? Why would you just shoot somebody because he came to your no, door? Just, whenever you think these the guy cases was... start early like this, 
I am always completely agnostic about it because I don't know anything about the facts. I haven't read the indictment sheet. I haven't looked at what the evidence that the state has. I know that the man is supposed to go into the case with the presumption of innocence, so I'm going to start there, and then I'm going to work my way up once I see what the facts and the evidence tend to show. Then I can make an opinion about it. Right now, I'm completely agnostic about it. I mean, now, you know, on the surface, you could say, oh, well, why did he shoot the guy? Just come to the store. But there's another element. He says he pulled on his door in a manner that would cause him alarm. Uh, you know, let's not forget what Joe Biden said uh, and when he was interviewed by Field and Stream. If you have a shotgun, you should just shoot through the door. That's yep. what, yep. yep, you're right. That's what he said. Joe Biden, yep. the same guy who yep. called Mr. Yarl, called him to say how sorry he was that he was shot by some old white racist. Now, this is the same guy who didn't call one of the families when the transgender freak killed those six people in, in uh, the Covenant School, one of whom, by the way, was a black man. He didn't call one of them. Boy, Sarge, I looked into what you told me last night about the Chicago scene, and it's bad. I'm talking about it's wicked bad. I mean, I cannot imagine anything like happening. I worked, I worked in that city. I was a police officer for 23 years working in Illinois, and when I got assigned to Cook County in Chicago, I could not have imagined anything like that happening because the authorities would have clamped down on it. I started to see signs of this anarchy, anarcho-tyranny about the time I quit and I left the job. But believe me, yeah. it would never have occurred even then, even with you could see the inklings of it starting to occur because the Chicago police were good at one thing. Whenever something got out of control, they were pretty good at tamping it down. You know, you had some, some precincts or some districts. They don't call them precincts. They call them districts in Chicago. You had some districts that were always high crime and high homicide. And there was not much you could do about it because they would kill each other behind closed doors and whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and in sudden face-to-face encounters. But it didn't spread to the entire city. And the safest place in the city was the downtown area, particularly the Magnificent Mile. I mean, it was absolutely safe for the most part to go down to Magnificent Mile, Scott, where that's exactly the place where these uh, anarchists, these mobs, these, uh, you know, I don't know, un, unregistered stormtroopers have been doing the thing in Chicago on the Magnificent Mile and in the downtown area with the, with the most pricey stores and districts, the, the most highly regarded tourist attractions. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because, How do we see, stop because it, Because it had Lori Lightfoot, that simple-minded imbecile, was mayor. Now they've gone how do we stop from it, the sorry. frying pan to the fire with Let's Go Brandon Johnson, who's an out-and-out Bolshevik Marxist. I mean, you hear the things this guy said prior to him being elected mayor. It's almost beyond belief. But, Sarge, you said you, back when you, were, so you were a cop. You said back when you were a cop, you were able to control it. What was your – how were you able to get a grip on it back then? What are they doing differently today? What's the difference? Here's what they did. I mean, the police – look, the police got two things going for them when it comes to dealing with street crime. Number one, most of the cops who work the beat know who the players are, all right? Number two, they had a pretty good network of snitches. That's how everything gets busted. 
and they knew who to, they knew who to concentrate on. Because it's not like everybody in the city is doing this really violent stuff. Yeah, they got, may have a disproportionate number of people relative to other locales, but it's still a small percentage of the people, even in the worst crime areas, so they could concentrate on them whenever something went down. They had, a, at one time, Chicago Police Department had a, over a 90% clearance rate with homicide, over 90%. Now it's something like 40, under 50%, like I think 55 It's at some times during the year, it's 40% or less. So the reason, so the reason this is happening, the reason why we're having the, the detachment of society from reality and having these mobs and police are losing control and police can't control these mobs is because we have lost contact with each other, because we're talking on our cell phones, because we're all in our PC world, my world. And it's no longer, like you said, well, they knew each other. In the case there was interaction. Of Chicago Police they have been literally ordered by their political masters to de-police because they don't, lest they be accused of racism or discrimination. And it's well, had yeah, a bad morale yeah. effect on the entire department. The entire department sees what can happen to you if you make a mistake or do something wrong, and the cops are de-policing. There's nothing worse then for a cop to know you got to go out there and face the risk you got to face on the street, and then your your political masters will throw you under the bus and stab you in the back. Yeah. They don't know well, anything. Aren't doing anything any more than they have to do just to keep to keep stay on the job and and quit so they can get their pension. Let me take this call. We've been on waiting a while here. Private caller, go ahead, private caller. Private caller. Yes, hello. My son's in the dryer. Help me. Okay, all right. Oh, I don't think, he's, I don't think there's any help for him. Yeah, yeah, I know. 480-480's been waiting a long time, so go, hang on. Let's see what they got to say real quick. Go ahead, 480. You've been listening to the conversation. You got anything you want to add here? No. Guess not. At least they're listening. Got to give them that. Yeah, they fell asleep. Fell asleep. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it helps your numbers, right? More listeners, callers, helps your numbers. You know, the only only negative publicity is no publicity, right? Yep. (laughs) I don't know. We got bombarded. What was that, about 15 callers now that we've had? They were callers, Joe. That's the point. They were callers. Yeah, I'd rather have 15 contributors, <laughs> you know. Well, but, you know, uh, you got to start somewhere, right? got to start somewhere. Yeah, so you got to start at the bottom of the barrel. Well, I kind of cleaned my listening base out when I dumped the Republic. So, you know, I kind of got rid of those. those guys all dropped off. So, you know, and then remember we had the NSM guys on here at one time. We got rid of them. And then, you know, so then, you know, so I think it's going through cycles. I'm running different sections of society, you know. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's so, like everybody, you get one crew in, you know, one group of people, and then they just, they just, they lock in, and then they, they want to get I mean, rid of them, then they break away. I not paying attention to what's going on to the United States, both domestically and on the world stage. If the United States dollar ceases to become the world's reserve currency, as it looks like it might be, it won't be immediately. <laughs> It won't even be maybe within a couple of years, but over time. The standard of living in the United States is going to drop precipitously like stepping off a cliff. 
People aren't yeah. aware of it. And this is deliberately brought about by this potato head in the White House and the people who run him, the council that circles him around and puts stuff in front of his face and tells him what to say. It is directly yes. caused by that, and that's what's in store for people in the United States. Now, you can laugh all you want to about Donald Trump's quandaries and what they're trying to do to Donald Trump, but it ain't pretty what's going to happen in this country. And you better hope then that maybe you can be appointed a block lighter or a commissar, and then maybe you'll have a job. Because when they yeah. take all the stuff yeah. over, the rest of it's going up in smoke. All right, 757. Let's see here. 757, go ahead. Hi, Joey. Guess who it is? Who is this? That sounds pleasant. You know who it is. I don't know who it is. It sounds like, oh, it sounds like the Ashley from the chat room. Ashley from the chat room, right? Mm, Could be. (laughs) (laughs) What's on your mind, Ashley? I guess Vladimir Putin. <laughs> I, I think it's real cute. You think you can stop the gauge I know doing this show and and getting your little circle jerks and these fake militias against us. You think that's going to save your republic? Well, I'm glad you like that. I think she's a pivot man. No. I don't know. <laughs> she said fake militias. Hey, how about this, Joe? Have you heard, <laughs> you know who Beck yeah. Nathaniel is? Yeah, the B- I don't, I don't know. I know. All right, Ashley, right thank you for the call. A BLM is a fake <laughs> militia. That's the only one I really know of. And you know of any other? Yeah, yeah. yeah. BLM and, and well, Antifa? Ain't they fake militias? Well, I don't know, Sarge. I don't know. But it does seem a lack of of of, of I mean, understanding. I mean, they militias for the Democrat Party. Yeah. Well, look. Oh, oh I forgot the, the numbers Klux are out Klan. there. Hey, let me not forget the Ku Klux Klan. So you got three militias that the Democratic Party regularly take advantage of. <laughs> yeah, they've been pretty silent over the past what five years. They, they have the Ku Klux Klan stars, huh? They, they don't. They, they don't. You don't hear nothing look, out of them. Look, look, I wish that the uh, Antifa and BLM was much of a present day threat as the Ku Klux Klan is, because then there wouldn't be no threat at all. <laughs> I, I really do. Right. I wish BLM, BLM right now, like I said, they're not in and of themselves, they're not that big a deal. But they serve a useful purpose as the street thugs, the red guard of the neo-Marxist left and the Democrats. And they do a damn yeah. good job of doing that. They're enforcing their will. They're like the stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The You're right. I mean, my ass—they are the ultimate fascists. Yeah. Bullying, yeah. Oh, oh, she, she's mad violence. that I hung up on her. I thought yeah, she was know, done bullying, talking. What do you want me to do? Intimidation, violence, threats, anarchy. Those days are over. I think those days are over as far as anyone coming across as the uh, the. Uh, 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 militia groups as far as standing out there. I mean, the Oath Keepers are pretty much decimated. I mean, they're gone. Uh, the three percenters, they're, they're pretty much gone. I mean, is Again, there any militia out there about, anymore? Remember what we're talking about, though, Joe. We're talking about militias 
that are not organized under state authority. Every single state has a militia law. Every single state has a militia clause in their constitution. Every single state has a version of the militia, the organized militia and the unorganized militia. It's in the law. I mean, uh, so I understand that they've been allowed to atrophy. I'm not arguing that. They have been in most states. People think the militia is the National Guard. But there's not a state in the Union that does not have a method to activate the unorganized militia when and if it would come to that under state authority. So militias are not dead yet. They're trying to make them dead, but they're still on the books in every single state. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, I mean, I would include Illinois. I mean, I was very familiar being a member of the National Guard, too, with the, the, the militia clause, which breaks down into two components, the organized militia, of which I was a part, being in the National Guard, which is really a reserve component of the United States Army, and then the unorganized militia, which is pretty much everybody else. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, do we want to organize? The only militia is the National Guard. And if you look at the statutes in most states, that is not true. Yes. Huh. Now let me go to 951 here. 951, go ahead. What's on your mind? Yes. I can't hear you. All right. All right, 480, you're back on. Go ahead, 480. You want to make a comment here? I don't know what it is with that with that recording thing, those echo things. Is, is that funny or something? I just don't get that. I mean, I just don't understand why you waste so much chaotic, time. Chaotic, Joe. Like the point is not to be funny; it's to be chaotic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You forgot to find the yeah. clock right. You know, I'm not trying to be funny; it's just trying to be chaotic. Anarchy yeah. is what they believe. Yeah. Anarchy, not reason. Anarchy. Discussion. Yeah. Hey, Joe, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, it's yeah. anarchy. Joe, do you ahead, know his brother Nathaniel is? What's that? Have you ever seen him on YouTube? Have you ever seen Brother Nathaniel's videos? Uh, no, not really. I don't know. I've watched so many. I mean, no, I don't know by name, Brother Nathaniel. Why? What are they about? Well, this guy, he's a uh, he's a former. I, I can't even. I don't even know how to explain him. Anyway, he gets on there, he does a little talk, and he does these things. But he last night he put on a video, and it says at the end of it. I think it was seven steps total how to save the republic. And the very last thing that he said was start a militia. Now, well, by the way, Joe, Joe, as a matter of yep. fact, just to tell these folks when they talk that nonsense, okay, the National Guard did not exist before 1903, all right? So the country, you know, kind of came into being July 4th, 1776. It wasn't no National Guard until 1903. And oddly enough, and this will probably titillate a lot of your callers out there, you know, the ones we're talking about with all the cash. It was called the Dick Act, D-I-C-K. Yeah, the Dick Act of 1903 designated the National Guard as the organized militia, and all other citizens were the unorganized militia. So the National Guard is only part of the militia, and the whole militia, according to the Dick Act, federal law, Still federal law, 
is composed of the population at large. And before 1903, the National Guard had no federal definition as part of the militia at all. And whenever the militia was called in the federal service, it wasn't called in the federal service by action of the commander-in-chief, the president. It was called in action and duty for federal service by acts of Congress, as Congress still has the power to do, to call well, for the like it says in Article 1, Section 8. All right, how about this, Sarge? How about this? How about the AI computers out there where ask, people are asking the AI computers for, like, they're answering college exams now, and you ask the AI, how, do I, how, can, how can we save our republic? Or you know, they ask them these serious questions. They give actual answers. These are uh, this AI artificial intelligence, and then they clone your voice, and it's stimulated into the world computers. It's insane, Man, this, stuff, this stuff. <laughs> this AI right now is, is really starting to get a bit frightening. You know, like Frankenstein. Yeah. You ever heard of Frankenstein? Yeah, well, it kind of reminds yeah. me that the more I hear about it. I mean, you this know, is crazy. Have you been hearing about this stuff? I mean, have you been listening to some of this stuff out there about this AI yeah, artificial intelligence and what yeah. it's doing? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. You got people out here falling in love with their AI bots? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what, what are you going to say? You watch you fell in love with your AI uh, avatar. What? Listen to what people are doing. Listen to this one. This, listen to what people are doing. They're, they're, listen, listen to what they're doing. Uh, the AI computer, they're, right, they're getting four or five of them. What they're doing is, is they're, they're self, the self like, like you work from your home. The AI is doing the job for the people, and then they're going out and getting another job while, while the AI is doing their job at home. And they're doing it three or four times over. Imagine that. <laughs> getting four salaries. <laughs> I want to do the personal huh? interviews. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I, I mean, know they said it hell. when it started writing its own language and starting to do some stuff, they were, they, man, somebody better start to think about pulling the plug on it. That's all there ought to be about that one. Well, I mean, that's insane that, you know, you work from home and, and you've got the AI doing your job for you while you're off doing another job. That's that's actually a, a genius, but that's sad. It shows how we're losing humanity. When you replace yeah. humanity with a computer, then who are we as a people? You know, who are we? What are we? Why do you, you, know? why do you think the Jews? Why do you think the porn industry is owned by the Jews? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. I mean, porn industry too. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of Gentiles that do that too. I mean, it ain't the Jews. It's the Bolsheviks, yeah. all of them. They're all a bunch of bums. Yeah. Well, that, that, well yeah, the that's, Bolsheviks. That's <laughs> yeah, well, well, we did. We went into that last night, me and Sarge, actually, where I did a show on the uh, – I played a lot of – The Greatest Story Never Told. I played a lot a lot of excerpts from that, and we uh, we analyzed World War II, you know, um, you know, and, and talked People about the armies and no, the lessons we can learn. People have no idea, knowledge, that movie and Europa – can actually teach you because everything I was taught in high school, sure, might have been one-sided, but about 90% of it was wrong. Yeah, wrong. I know. I know. It's, it's, and to, you know. to me, this is where I stand on that because if that was that, if anything like that can be that true to watch your rope, and you're going to tell yeah. me now that I'm almost 50 that everything else has been true, 
I say you're full of shit, number one. Number two, <laughs> you've got to have an open – I try to tell people when I try to come across and tell these things, you have to open your mind. You can't just say what you believe in is how it is because I say now you've got to look at it like there's two sides to a story. Now you have to be the person, like the judge, where you hear one person's side and the other person's side, but, but not hearing the other side all this time has let people get so solidified on what they think is real. Well, let's look at this. Let's look at these. Speaking of that, then that's a good point. Let's, let's look at it like this. Let me bring this up to you then. What does it take to trust AI? To trust a technology, you need evidence that it works in all kinds of conditions and that it is accurate. We live in a society that functions based on a high degree of trust. We have a lot of systems that require trustworthiness, and most of them we don't even think about day to day, says uh, Caltech professor uh, Yu. Yao Shi Yu, we already have ways of ensuring trustworthiness in food, products, medicine, for example. I don't think AI is, a unique, is, is so unique that we have to reinvent everything. AI is uh, new and fresh and different, but there are a lot of common best practices that we can start from. Today, many products come from safety guarantees, from children's car seats to batteries. But how are such guarantees established? In the case of AI, engineers can use mathematical proofs to prove, uh, provide uh, assurance. For example, the AI that uh, a drone uses to direct its landing could be mathematically proven to result in a stable landing. The kind of guarantee is hard to provide for something uh, like a self-driving car because roads are full of people and obstacles whose behavior may be difficult to predict. Ensuring the AI system's responses and decisions are safe in any given solution, a situation, or uh, is complex. So, you know, what are the barriers to trustworthiness from, uh, you know, uh, AI and human, human decisions, you know, having faith or is it God or is it spirituality? You know, I mean, what is it? What's, I mean, if we're going to allow machines to control our day-to-day lives and we're going to put our hey, faith in machines, AI, then where are we? AI is moving so fast. AI is doing something like 10,000 things more per second than the human brain can even fathom. With that being said, if it can figure out problems that fast and it goes down the line, let's just look at what we know as, say, as a person looking at Europa, and all through high school, all through my life, I figured that uh, the Nazis were the worst people on the planet. Hitler was sent from hell. And to hear another story and see all the evidence from the other side and how many people died on that the whole episode – it's completely different. Now, you've got, drawn a line and said, Here, here's this. Where does AI stop to go and figure out what's right? How does it depict what's right and what's wrong? Because it has both of them right in front of them, both sides of the story. Now it's got to be the judge. What does it decide? That's a problem. That's a real problem because I think that goes back to whoever's pushing the button or plugging it in to turn that prick on is in control of which way that thing will go, left or right or white or black or yellow or green, whatever. It's going to make that choice for them because somewhere in its program it has been built to know some type of opinion. It has to have because it was created like that. It's, that's the yeah. scary part to me, is it, and it thinks so fast and fixes out and does problems. That's not a bad thing if somebody can have a job and have AI if you can trust it and it was – Let's say it's trustworthy, and it does that other job that, that something more can get done. That's fine. I'm fine with that. But you shouldn't be able to collect off that paycheck unless you develop that software. You run that however that would work. But that's not a bad thing to have it doing that. But what happens when you start doing things where it looks like, okay, let's say it sees a riot at 
a school or say a school shooting. Let's do this. Say the person AI sees a school shooting and it goes so fast and through time, whatever's figuring out, and all of a sudden it decides, well, they should have took the guns from them way back when. That's it. Say it comes hey, to that conclusion. You guys, you guys are leaving out one important consideration. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, we might not likely have these uh, supercomputers and these chips available to make them because China has designs on the jerk where they're made. Taiwan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. We're not, we don't have the capability to build all the ones we need ourselves right here in the good old USA where the USA invented the transistor and the microcomputer. And microcomputer. Well, if that happens. Columbus if that happens, guys. Hang on, Dave, hang on, Dave, Dave, hang on, hang on, let me ask this question. If that happens, if we, right, and China shuts down, we get 90% of our computer components from Taiwan, they say. Done. How does that affect Done. us, really? Let's look at it in numbers perspective. How Done. will that shut us down? Go turn your lights off oh. and walk around in the dark. That's what it's what's going to do. <laughs> wow. Yeah, when, it, when, it, when you need a replacement motherboard or replacement microprocessor or integrated circuit, There'll be a shortage of them. Let's put it that way. Yep. I mean, right now, yep. the computer that I am using to communicate with you here was one I built. I got the motherboard from ASUS, and they're based in Taiwan. There's no, there's no man, American manufacturer that builds motherboards in the United States. None. Zero. So they're building a plant right now, or they broke ground, or they're starting to, in Columbus. That was a big deal for that, sorry, that, that that's just just happened. So God bless Ohio for something, not Akron. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Well, I tell you what, maybe we need to start all over anyway. We live in the United States. Like I said, it was the Americans who invented the transistor, the microprocessor, and the integrated circuit. It was invented right here. That would yep. enable yep. all of this to happen. And we're not even independent in that any more than we're independent now in the energy that we're independent in just two years ago. We were completely independent with energy. We, we were a net exporter of oil as opposed to a net importer of oil. Now, all of a sudden, this potato head in the White House has got to go to Saudi Arabia, beg them to make oil for, for us, and then they turn it down like the fool he is. And we haven't even refilled the Strategic Petroleum Reserve yet. And here's the best part of that, Sarge, because when we have to pay them if they do decide to give us the oil, they're going to tell us our dollar bill can go straight to hell because they've turned away from it. Yeah, yeah again, because of Joe Biden's policies. BRICS is saying we don't want to rely on a reserve currency that is subject to the whims and dictates of American foreign policy. Collectively, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and the others that are starting to come into their orbit have a collective economy that is almost twice the size of the United States. Yep. And they're going to make their own currency with this idiot potato head in the White House and his arbitrary foreign policies. And I'm going to say this right now on the record because this is a perfect example of where the United States of America as a corporation borrowed money from the crown and implemented and started wars in places such as Iraq because the same guy that was running that show wanted to start his own currency. Then you go right down the line to Libya where they put Gaddafi in the dirt 
and drug him through the streets because he wanted to take the, one of the nicest places on the planet and run his own currency. His people weren't suffering. And then we're going to rewind a little bit farther for number three, Mr. Adolf Hitler, who actually was a broken country beyond belief. And when he went and said, we're going to break away from this British Crown Bank and all the bullshit, we're going to war. We're going to make war because you can't do that. You can't turn your back on the American dollar bill. The British and, and not only that, uh, uh, for Hitler predicted what was going to happen to, to Germany if and when the United States called in its loans after the great yep. – if, if the United States came into a recession or depression. He accurately predicted that. The recession happened, and that's when the Nazi party got a big boost because he accurately predicted it. Yep, that's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Well, and, and you know what? We, there, we're to the point now where everything militarily is depleted, and we don't manufacture anything worth a shit. We, and if we did, we're shipping it to Ukraine to give it to back up the, uh, I want to call it the Biden bum army. That's where they're going to run to because they're not going to be held accountable by anybody in our judicial system. So if we wanted to drag somebody out of China's the Red Army in the Bible. We're China's well, Red China, Army in the Bible. Red Army, we got to worry about Canada because China and Canada are in bed together. That's a, no, that's a fact. And now you got these. Uh, well, guys, closing thoughts. Closing thoughts, guys. We've got to do closing thoughts here. We've got to do closing thoughts here. So, Sarge, I'll start with you first. Or no, I've got to do that. Tave go first. Tave, you go first, then Sarge. Go ahead, Tave. Well, I've come to the conclusion that AI can do whatever it wants because if, if AI could see what we were doing and how things are, turn, are going to turn out, we can see forward, it would probably unplug itself and walk away itself. It would just yank its own cord. But with that being said, I believe that there are a lot of people that are starting to come around, not enough, but a lot. And I heard that today on a radio station here in Akron where a guy brought up the fact that one of the KGB agents and everything that he predicted back in 85 when the video surfaced, how they're trying to turn this place into a communist party-run country, and they want the downfall. It's here. They've seen it now, and maybe we're going to wake up in time. But is it going to be too late? That's where I have a problem with it. And like I said a little bit ago, Joe, you want to know what's going to happen or how what's going to when all the computer chips go to the wayside. You'll have people out stealing them off cars, killing each other over that stuff until eventually turn the lights out, get yourself a 12-pack of beer, get yourself nice and shit-faced, and try to run through your house like a madman and see how many things you run into because that's, we're going to be running into <laughs> walls all over and I yep. yield. Okay, just don't buy no Bud Light. That's all I got to ask you. Just don't buy none of that. Hell no. <laughs> I'm sober. All right, guys. Great, everybody, I... thanks for listening tonight, man. What do you want me to play tonight, Sarge, as we wrap it up? What's what oh, okay. you? I was with yeah, you. Like, uh, we, are, we are showing signs of impending doom. doom. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the United States is clearly in a country at the beginning of a, of a precipitous decline from a world power into a second-rate power. The only question is whether or not we'll allow it to happen, because we're only at the beginning right now. But if this trend is not stopped, it will continue, and it will happen. Our standard of living will be dropped precipitously. There's no doubt whatsoever about it. And I'd just like you to know, Joe, uh, Gavin Moorhead has extended an invitation to you and me to call into his show after the show. I don't know if we ought to take it up or not, but I'm just letting you know. 
All right. Well, we'll see. What's the phone number? Does he, does he got a phone number? I don't know. His name is, uh, it says the name of the show is Tony Talk. I don't know if you see the chat. Oh, room, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. Maybe I will. Hey, what the hell? Shits and grins, right? (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'll play the final countdown then tonight. Because it's too much grief. Yeah, well, you can always hang up. Yeah, that's true. Well, we'll only play the God thing again, the, uh, my intro here for tonight for people that miss it. Because we do need God back in this country. Uh, you know, we've got to have some sort of an awakening uh, with the people. Our people are in trouble. Our, I mean, our families are in trouble. I mean, people are, I mean, when you're being attacked uh, on the streets of America because of your skin color, uh, it, it's sad. It really is sad. And people will say, well, that's what happened to uh, the blacks, you know, in the early days of the of the republic and whatnot. Yeah, I understand that. But, but you know, blacks made up, what, 8, 7, 8% of the population at that time. When you have a majority of the population that's being attacked by the minority, and you're in very, very big trouble at that point. I mean, I just don't know what to say, folks, except that, look, we need to pray, we need to uh, restore our families, and talk to your neighbors, and try to be as kind as possible. You can to each other, because let me tell you, it's almost over, and you don't want to see a civil war in this country. War is hell. God bless our republic. There was a lawyer once, his name was Francis Scott Key. He penned a song that I'm sure you're aware of, you've seen it, it's in most hymnals throughout our churches, it's called the National Anthem. It is our song as an American. We go, however, to a ball game, we stand in our church services and we sing the words of that song and they float over our minds and our lips and we don't even realize what we're singing. Most of us have memorized it as a child, but we've never really thought about what it means. Let me tell you a story. Francis Scott Key was a lawyer in Baltimore. The colonies were engaged in vicious conflict with the mother country, Britain. Because of this conflict and the protractedness of it, they had accumulated prisoners on both sides. The American colonies had prisoners and the British had prisoners. And the American government initiated a move. They went to the British and they said, let us negotiate for the release of these prisoners. They said, we want to send a man out to discuss this with you. They were holding the American prisoners in boats about a thousand yards offshore. And they said, we want to send a man by the name of Francis Scott Key. He will come out and negotiate to see if we can make a mutual exchange. On the appointed day in a rowboat, he went out to this boat and he negotiated with the British officials. And they reached a conclusion that men could be exchanged on a one-for-one basis. Francis Scott Key, jubilant with the fact that he'd been successful, went down below in the boats, and what he found was a cargo hold full of humanity, men. And he said, men, I've got news for you tonight. You're free. He said, tonight I have negotiated successfully your return to the colonies. He said, you'll be taken out of this boat, out of this filth, out of your chains. As he went back up on board to arrange for their passage to the shore, the admiral came and he said, we have a slight problem. He said, we will still honor our commitment to release these men, but it'll be merely academic after tonight. It won't matter. And Francis Scott Key said, what do you mean? He said, well, Mr. Key, he said, tonight we have laid an ultimatum 
upon the colonies. Your people will either capitulate and lay down the colors of that flag that you think so much of, or you see that fort right over there, Fort Henry? He said, we're going to remove it from the face of the earth. He said, how are you going to do that? He said, if you will, scan the horizon of the sea. And as he looked, he could see hundreds of little dots. And he said, that's the entire British war fleet. He said, all of the gunpowder, all of the armament is being called upon to demolish that fort. It will be here within striking distance in a matter of about two and a half hours. He said, the war is over. These men would be free anyway. He said, you can't shell that fort. He said, that's, that's a large fort. He said, it's full of women and children. He says, it's predominantly not a military fort. He said, don't worry about it. They said, we've left them a way out. And he said, what's that? He said, do you see that flag way up on the rampart? He said, we have told them that if they will lower that flag, the shelling will stop immediately. And we'll know that they've surrendered, and you'll now be under British rule. Francis Scott Key went down below and told the men what was about to happen. And they said, how many ships? He said, hundreds. The ships got closer. Francis Scott Key went back up on top and he said, men, I'll shout down to you what's going on as we watch. As twilight began to fall and as the haze hung over the ocean as it does at sunset, suddenly the British war fleet unleashed. He says the sound was deafening. There were so many guns that there were no reliefs. He said it was absolutely impossible to talk or hear. He said suddenly the sky, although dark, was suddenly lit. And he says from down below, all he could hear the men, the prisoners, saying was, Tell us where the flag is. What have they done with the flag? Is the flag still flying over the rampart? Tell us. One hour, two hours, three hours into the shelling. Every time the bomb would explode and it would be close to the flag, they could see the flag in the illuminated red glare of that bomb. And Francis Scott Key would report down to the men below, it's still up. It's not down. The admiral came and he said, your people are insane. He said, what's the matter with them? He said, don't they understand this is an impossible situation? Francis Scott Key said, he remembered what George Washington had said. He said, the thing that sets the American Christian apart from all other people in the world is he will die on his feet before he'll live on his knees. The Admiral said, we have now instructed all of the guns to focus on... Thank you, everybody. God bless. Take care. Got to cut it off here.